Welcome to the FCCI Pathway to Purpose podcast. As a Christian business leader, how do you integrate your faith with business? And how do you leverage the platform of business to draw others closer to Christ? FCCI has been helping Christian business leaders on this journey since 1977. And we pray that the content you find here will serve you well in that endeavor. You can find additional resources and opportunities to engage with other Christian business leaders at FCCI.org. And now, enjoy the podcast. I'm going to speak uh, to you this evening uh, on the uh, theme, thirsting for righteousness. I, I, I say this, I believe every year that, uh, and I speak on the theme, I have no idea who came up with this theme. I have no idea what they had in mind when they came up with this theme. But I'm going to share with you what comes to my mind when I think of this theme. And if the theme is thirst, thirst for righteousness, the first thing is, in my opinion, we need to define terms. Thirst for righteousness. You know what thirst is. The dictionary's definition is this. It's an uncomfortable feeling caused by the need for something to drink. But, but we, we take it beyond that. And what thirst is to me beyond that, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a strong desire or need for something. I thirst for knowledge. So some people, maybe some of you in the room, have thirsted for power. That was your intent. That you, you had to have that. That's thirst. It's not... The, the other word is thirst for righteousness. Righteousness is not a word we use that often today in your normal vocabulary, do you? I, I don't. You, you don't say things like, uh, well, we really appreciate the way our children have turned out. They're very righteous people. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's okay, but you, you, the, you don't say, the, let me tell you the reason we do business with that company down the street. The people there are very righteous. We, we don't normally... It sounds like a religious word, does it not? The dictionary says this, and, and, and don't miss this. Righteousness or righteous, it, it, it's, it's not a word we throw around, and it, and it means to be morally good, right, or fair. It's a person who, listen now, follows religious or moral laws. It's a person acting according to a moral code of justice or morality. Listen now, it's a person who wants to do things right. That's what I thirst for. I want to be like that. That's what the theme says. It's a large subject to cover in a short period of time. The word righteous or righteousness is mentioned over 540 times in the Bible. It means having, listen now, having a desire to live according to what God said as opposed to what the world said. If I have to make a choice between what God said or what my culture tells me, this is not a choice. I thirst for that. That's righteousness. It's being, it's, it's having a heartbeat for God and showing mercy to others. That's what I thirst for. That's what the theme is saying. The Bible talks a lot about it. 
Psalm 11.7 says, God is that way. He's righteous. Psalm 45.7 says this. Listen, God loves the righteous. Psalm 45.7, God loves the righteous. He hates wickedness. Proverbs 15.9 says, the way of the wicked is abomination to the Lord. But he loves people who follow. He loves those who follow righteousness. The Bible says that God knows the way of the righteous. He, he knows if I'm righteous or not. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly will perish. God knows. Righteousness, according to the Bible, is something we ought to seek after. That's what we're talking about here, thirsting for it. Paul said to Timothy, flee your youthful lusts. And pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Everything else will be taken care of. It's something we ought to seek. By the way, it's also one of the reasons we have the Bible. The Bible has given, was given to us for a number of reasons, including, according to Paul in 2 Timothy 3.16, to instruct us in righteousness. How, 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 how do I know what a righteous person looks like? It's in God's word. That, that's what I need to, thir- yes, that's what you need to be thirsting for. It's not, it's not keep, keeping a bunch of rules and regulations just to feel good about ourselves. Righteous living is conducting yourself in a way that cries out, I want to walk with God and I want to please God. It's that simple. Now, if I, if I were to try to determine, this would be good for us during the course of our time together, if you're a righteous person or not, how would I do that? What would I look for? Well, here's a better question. If you say, hey, well, Wiley was up there yakking, I wonder how righteous he is. So, you, so how would you determine whether I'm a righteous person or not? That thing that you should be thirsting for and I should be thirsting for, do I have it? Am I that way? Am I pursuing that? How would you know? Well, what would you do to try to figure that out? Uh, you might do something like my age. Man, when you're that old, you got to be righteous. <laughs> is, that, is that what you might conclude? Any, anybody who lived that long must be a righteous person. Is it how smart I am? Anybody that smart? <laughs> I, I tell you, that guy, I know that lady. Anybody that smart... Is that, is that what you would do? Watch, which is way do they get old? Just see how smart they are? Is that how you would conclude whether a person is? Is it their accomplishments? Do, are they righteous? Do you know what they've done? Is that what you would do? Would you determine they're righteous because of their accomplishments? How long they've been a Christian? How they carry themselves? A physical feature, maybe it's their voice. And when you, if they, when you say the word righteous, it seems like you should change your voice. He's a very righteous person. <laughs> Some people try to sound righteous. Now, li- listen now. Listen, if you get nothing out of what I say tonight, the chief determining factor that I would use if I wanted to try to conclude whether I thought you were righteous or not, or you, me, is my behavior. The dictionary says, behavior is a way a person conducts themselves. 
functions or reacts. Studying the Gospels in a very unscientific way, I found what I think are 70 places where Jesus talked about how to behave. Hey, behave yourself over there. How I conduct myself, how I act or how I react. If you were ever to determine and wanted to determine whether you, you, you were concerned whether I was a righteous person or not, that's how you would know. Watch me. Watch how I act. Watch how I react. When I didn't get my way. When I was inconvenienced. Oh, I have to do that? I, I, I checked into, I, I spoke a Labor Day weekend at a Bible conference and Bible uh, conference, a resort, Christian resort in Michigan. And I, I checked in and I, I was, I'm speaking five times. I, I had a pretty big suitcase changing my clothes. And then a guy said to me, oh yeah, here's your room. Thank you very much. Oh, by the way, the elevator doesn't work. Oh yeah? How do I get to my room? See those steps over there? Yeah. Huh. Apparently he doesn't know who I am. When the competition got the other order. When the food was cold and the waiter was slow. When I couldn't see the ocean from my room. Where's the ocean? You're in a conference in Nebraska. What are you looking for? By the way, you know, you know, where, 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 where'd you get this list? I've seen these things. Hey, I'm leaving the conference. I saw it happen. Why? I couldn't see the ocean from my room. Someone parked in your spot. You know where I got that one? Christian organization. Friend of mine's first day on the job. Came there, had no idea where to park. Christian organization. Parked, went in his office, got there early, getting off a good start. First day on the job. Pretty soon, a little an hour later, beep, 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 beep. What's going on? He looks out the window. The president was behind his car saying, hey, get your car out of my spot. Wow. Isn't that something? The truck driver had an accident with your new truck. After all these years of planning, your son decided he wasn't going to work in the company. The decision that guy made cost the company $5,000. Everything happens, things go on in our life. You, you want a determining factor about righteousness? Watch the way a person conducts themselves, how they act, how they react. You see, ladies and gentlemen, somebody once said this, your belief does not make you a better person. Your behavior does. I'm a Christian. That's not the point here. I must be righteous. Well, we're going to be determined that because we're going to watch you. Now, I look for a model of a righteous person in the Bible. They're hard to find, by the way. And I, my, my, my first thought went to some main characters that as far as I know, there's two Old Testament characters. <laughs> Nothing's bad is said about them. Well, they're a bad example for me looking for a problem with behavior. 
That's true of Joseph in the Old Testament. That's true of Daniel in the Old Testament. Nothing bad said about them. See, I, I, was, I wanted to look for somebody I could relate to who maybe occasionally fumbled the ball. I probably could relate to that person better than something neg- nothing negative said about them. But he fum- this person fumbled the ball, but there's another part of his life. This guy really wanted to be righteous. Jesus is mentioned in the Bible 1,254 times. This guy's mentioned number two, 1,141 times. Moses is number three, 400 times behind David. David was not perfect. He was known as a man who had a heart for God. He was a man after God's own heart. I know God doesn't play favorite, but let me tell you something. David was in his top five. I wonder why. Because you know the times he fumbled the ball. And yet, look at his heart. That's what God did. He said in Psalm 63, oh, 63, oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. He said, in, my, my flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. More than what he said, that's just one small illustration. I want to see what he did. In one chapter, if you have your Bibles with you or whatever you look at for your Bible in these days, 1 Samuel chapter 18 is an interesting chapter. I want to show you something he did. It's an illustration of how he behaved. Because, listen to this now, in one chapter... I found something stated four times to me in one chapter. It is a demonstration of what righteousness looks like and what it's all about. Let me say that again. That was good. In 1 Samuel chapter 18, when I'm when I, reading through that, and I've been reading through First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles for a year. In, 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 in that one chapter, I saw four places that describe this guy about righteous living. Now, I want to remind you of something just before I look at that and break it down into three places. That which we should thirst for is righteousness. Righteousness is a desire to live according to what God says as opposed to what my society says, and that's a problem for all of us on an hourly basis, balancing those two. It's having a desire to, I want to do the right thing. When I, uh, when I uh, worked at a, uh, in an organization, worked with some particular individuals in the city of Atlanta a number of years ago when Patty and I lived there, this, this young seminary student worked with me as an intern. I was a chaplain of the Atlanta Braves. He, loved, he thought this would be great to follow me into the Braves clubhouse. And, and I, I told him I didn't want anybody. I didn't want an intern. But he, I said, finally, I said to Patty, I can't say no to this kid. Sure, come with me. He's still a friend of ours today. And, and he, he worked with me that summer at Atlanta Fulton County Stadium in ministry with ballplayers. And, and uh, he uh, graduated from seminary, never went into the ministry. That was okay. He, he was in some kind of business. About, a year, about two years later, he called me on the phone. We stayed in touch. Patty and I went to his wedding. We, we still in t- stay in touch today. He lives in this state. I, I, and, and he called me, he said, hey, Walt, this is uh, so, so. Hey, how you doing? Fine. How's, how's everything? How's April? How's your daughter? Blah, 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 blah. He said, Walt, well, I called you for a reason. I said, what? 
He said, well, I, I just made a decision in our company. No, nobody knows. I made it. But it cost the company $10,000. Ooh. I, 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 I said, wow. He, he said, the reason I called you, Walt, is this. Should I come forward and tell them I'm the one who made that decision? And I said, hmm. I said, Jeff, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to hang up. So I'm going to tell you right now. Goodbye. Nice talking to you. Then I'm going to tell you something. I'm putting the phone down. He said, okay. Nice talking to you. Tell April I said hello, blah, 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 blah. Hey, Jeff. Do what's right. I hung up the phone. I have no idea what Jeff did. That's righteous living. Thanks for listening to FCCI's Pathway to Purpose podcast. FCCI is a global movement of servant leaders who help each other lead companies for Christ. And the value of this content is greatly enhanced when you journey together with other Christian business leaders from around the world. Learn more at FCCI.org. And let others know about the great content you've discovered here on the podcast. Thanks for listening and leading a company for Christ.